Welcome to another episode of the Property Pulse podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. This podcast is about the first principles of real estate. So regardless of where you might be around the world, you should be able to glean ideas and concepts that you can apply to your own real estate journey. And on this podcast, we're talking to Robert Cabars. Robert is a real estate agent from Michigan in the United States. And in this podcast, he talks about the intricacies of his market, how they're dealing with the coronavirus and how he is killing it on social media. I hope you enjoy the podcast. There are a lot of gems within this, a lot of takeaways. Get the notepad ready. It's a great one. So get your ears ready for Robert Cabars of EXP Realty. Welcome to the Property Pulse podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stockbridge. Podcast now is Robbie Cabars and Robbie, um, you're uh, you're there in Michigan right now. Uh, you're, you're literally on the other side of the world uh, from us. So tell us what's going on in Michigan now. How are you dealing with the coronavirus, um, and how's it impacting on your marketplace? Yeah. So first of all, thank you for having me. Um, the coronavirus, yeah, the last week or so has been very interesting. Um, so just recently, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday they finally shut down the restaurants and bars in the area only restaurants can do is carry out uh there's no dine-in so that was super interesting that kind of made it real for a lot of people here um but as far as any sort of lockdown you know they're obviously asking people if you're sick to stay in your house and, and until you're better um and and then get tested if you do feel like you you have uh the virus but other than that it's business as usual the uh the rates here uh the mortgage rates have been uh dropped recently and they're they're at really i think last time i saw it was like a 50-year low so people are going crazy. There's a lot of buyers out here that uh, want to take advantage of these rates. So it's uh, it's uh, it's been good. It's, so there's a lot of bad, a lot of good going on. It's just kind of how you look at it. Yeah. So I mean, and and I guess um, as, as a real estate agent, you're you're somewhat fighting against the tide of the information that's being shared by the media, and people can often walk away from that with quite a sensationalist uh, view of the world. Um, so how are you? How are those conversations going with you and your and your vendors? Have you had any resistance from vendors that have said, "Look, is now a good time, Robbie? Do I take the property off the market, or is uh, or is that just simply not coming up in conversation?" You know, it really, honestly, for me, it has not come up yet. I've had a couple of uh, buyers that I've been working with. One has reached out, you know, is this a good time still to buy? And I said, absolutely. I said, you know, the rates are, you're probably never going to see rates like this again. So I would definitely take advantage. It's just taking the right precautions when we're going to do showings and, and, and things like that. Um, so other than that, I really haven't had any pushback at all. Awesome. And what are some of those precautions that you're undertaking as uh, as people are coming to properties? Do you do open inspections or is it largely by appointment work where you will show the buyer through one-on-one? How is it that you typically show a property? Uh, usually it's by appointment, by appointment only. So, um, and, and what we do, we're, we're asking when we do show these homes that, you know, you don't just try not to touch everything. You know, obviously we're asking everybody to always wash their hands as much. Um, I've, I've been carrying a lot of... Uh, um, uh, what do you call it? I'm hand sanitizer. Think, you know, like, hand san- yeah, I'm sorry. Hand sanitizer with me. Just, you know, having them hand sanitized before and after they walk in just to make both the seller and the buyer feel comfortable when uh, when showing the house. And uh, if they do have kids, we're asking that they kind of hang on to the kids. Don't let the kids kind of go crazy in the house and touch everything and and uh, try and make the, the showings quicker than normal. So those are just some types of things that we're trying to do here. To, uh, as a precaution. And are you finding just generally the buying public are being very respectful of that, just in consideration of all that's going on? Have you had any troubles with that at all? 
No, no, absolutely. Uh, everybody, everybody seems to be, um, you know, on the same page. They want to make sure that we can kind of get back to normal life as soon as possible. So if it means, you know, hand sanitizing a couple extra times a day, or you know, just having a little bit of a show, uh, quicker showing, then uh, you know, they're they're definitely on board with that. Awesome. And when you're looking into the future and that um, and that uh, that sales funnel coming through, um, I, I, do you feel that people will continue to come to market in your marketplace or is there some hesitation on behalf of those people that aren't already on the market, do you feel? So are, are you saying in, like pertaining to the actual coronavirus or just kind of in general to our market? Oh, well, I mean, you, uh, both. I mean, I, I guess I was talking more in uh, relation to corona. Uh, so from, from my perspective, I'm, I, I'm perceiving that perhaps in the, in the next few weeks, those people that are – uh, considering selling might just hold back. We know that in times of uncertainty, people generally right. uh, get into a holding pattern. And so um, over the next few weeks, I'm not expecting quite as much stock to come to market as what would have traditionally, which I think plays uh, to uh, the benefit of those people that are already on the market. I think it's a, uh, much like you, I think interest rates are low. It's a, it's a good time to be available for those buyers that now have access to uh, even uh, better finance opportunities um, and who ultimately need, need a place to live. You know, uh, homelessness right. is a great motivator. Um, so um, with uh, with respect to your marketplace just generally, how's that been tracking over the last 12 or so months and how's it been impacted over the last couple of weeks? So last year was a fantastic year in our marketplace. It was very good. Um, numbers were up. My own personal numbers were up. It was actually my best year so far in the business. Congratulations. And, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. The, and most recently, um, I would say starting the year, the inventory was very low, obviously. So, um, and the rates were still low. So we were seeing a lot of, uh, multiple offers on listings, which, um, is a good thing for sellers, mm. uh, not so much a good thing for buyers, but, uh, <laughs> we were seeing a lot of multiple offers. And, and recently when, when the whole virus hit last week, I've actually, I do, I do a market update for, um, all my social medias every single week. So I do kind of like in the past seven days, what kind of, what you, what we've had, like listings, pending, sold. Um, and last week I was actually super surprised that it was one of the highest in our area is one of the highest listing weeks so far uh, in 2020. Yeah. Wow. So we, we, we had more listings last week than we have, um, you know, all of 2020 so far. So it, it was pretty crazy to see mm. that. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how this week plays out when I, when I pull all the numbers, uh, I usually do that on Sunday night or Monday morning. So I'm, I'm really curious to see what those are going to be. And, and if people want to tune into that little update, just so that uh, they've got their finger on the pulse when it comes to all things, Michigan real estate, how can people get, get uh, that information from you? So if the best way I would say is to follow me on uh, Instagram, which would my Instagram ha my Instagram handle is at Robert underscore Kabaz, and I'll spell that out. It's so it's at Robert R O B E R T underscore, and then Kabaz is K H A B B A Z. Awesome. We'll, we'll put a link in the uh, in the description as well of the podcast, so you can stay up to awesome, date. Awesome. 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 And, and so, mate, um, so increased activity just naturally. Is that a seasonal thing in Michigan? Because I'd imagine the weather's starting to turn there now. Yeah, it, it always uh, – spring is usually when you really see all the listings come to market. Um, and then summer is slammed all the way up until really, you know, early November. And then things kind of taper off the end of November with the when the holidays start. Um, so, seasons, yeah, seasons do play a pretty big role in, in the uh, listing market over here. And and just projecting out now, you know, let, let's say we're a few months down the track, um, we've gotten over the worst of the coronavirus. Um, do election years uh, have an effect in your marketplace as they do here? 
You know, I would say I haven't really seen it. I guess the last was in 2016, and I'm trying to remember now what what type of uh, what type of activity we had that back then. But I really don't. I really don't think it played too much of a role over here. I mean, some people may, but maybe not in this market. You know, maybe it might be. And we're not we're not a huge metropolitan area where I'm at, so it may not play as much of a role as as if you were in a, a big metropolitan area. You know, awesome. so. Well, give us a bit of a snapshot as to your marketplace and, and, and what that looks like. Sure. So we are uh, about an hour. If you've ever heard of Detroit, Michigan, we're about an hour north of Detroit. We're in a little county called St. Clair County. We mm. border um, we border Canada actually. So we have a uh, we have a, uh, a bridge that goes over a, a beautiful river over to Canada. So that's a really unique thing about our area. Wow. And um, yeah, so it's we're so we border. Uh, the, obviously Canada right there and then we have a, a huge uh, lake which is called Lake Huron so our town is pretty much on that lake so we have a lot of beautiful waterfront property uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of really cool things coming into our area with uh, we have a really nice downtown area that's being uh, developed right now with a lot of money coming in from out of town investors so uh, it's a really unique time to be in this area. And what, what are the idiosyncrasies there between um, your marketplace and across the other side of the pond at the moment and do you find that the, the marketplace is uh, work in tandem or is there a real different dynamic between uh the the two border towns they seem pretty consistent with each other i believe the price point across the uh across the river there may be a bit higher than we are Mm -hmm. um i've had i've had people come over from canada that want to buy lakefront over here just because they can get it a lot cheaper than they can in canada so it seems like it's it's yeah it seems like it's a uh, a, a still pretty competitive market over there, but it, the price points over here, you can seem to be able to get a little bit more for your money. Ah, that, that's really interesting. And and uh, yeah. are there any restrictions over um, uh, Canadians or any foreigners buying in your marketplace there? Not that I'm aware of, no. Okay, well, that's awesome. Nope. Um, so uh, a really good opportunity for people that don't mind going for a little bit of an extra drive. They can get themselves a, a better disposition and an awesome view for for a little bit less money. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and what, what's your kind of average price point over there? If we're talking about a, a three or four bedroom residence with a, a couple of spots for cars, um, what does that look like in your marketplace when it's off the off the water? Uh, off the water, I would say you're probably around one hundred and seventy-five to two hundred thousand. Get out of here, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to yep. surprise a lot of listeners here in Australia. And, and what about on the water? On the water, I would say an average price point um, for something that doesn't need a lot of work, you're probably looking four to five hundred thousand, wow. um, and that's probably twelve to sixteen hundred square feet with maybe fifty foot of frontage on the water. Incredible. Well, there's a there's yeah. a lot of Australians right now that are quickly jumping onto Google and trying to work out how they can get their hands on some of this real estate uh, in your part of the world. I think um, to get something very similar with a lovely disposition up against water um, uh, here is going to uh, start you off at closer to a million and uh, and go up with wow. from, from there. And, and and we're in one of the uh, lower priced uh, marketplaces in the country. Um, uh, if you just head over to Sydney and Melbourne, you can spend multiples of that um, to get the same type wow. of things. So, um, so that's why I say there'll be a lot of people all of a sudden have got uh, their their eyes on Michigan real estate. Um, yeah. So, um, so mate, when it when it uh, when it comes to these challenging times that are uh, before you, where are you getting your information so that you can better inform your clients as to uh, how to plan uh, for the weeks and months to come? You know, just um, it, I I don't I try not to follow most media. It's it's tough to pick Seems and like choose. A good There's idea. a couple. 
Yeah, there's so it's <laughs> it's really tough. I, I almost say just kind of ignore everything and just kind of live day by day. Obviously, you have to follow the rules, and uh, you know when you're when your governor or uh, whoever's in charge, you know, uh, the president comes on and says to do this. I, I just kind of I've always believed just listen straight from you know the the source. Yeah. So when the president or the governor comes on and says, "Hey, we need to do this," that's who I listen to. I kind of just try to tune out everything else. So, um, but there is a lot of false information, kind of you know when you look at social media and you're going through there's a lot of people reporting things especially about the real estate industry i actually just did a video about this the other day but there's a lot of false information out there like we have um we have what's called a uh a federal rate Mm -hmm. uh which kind of yeah i don't know if you know i don't know if you heard what happened with uh with um the u.s just a couple days ago they cut the fed rate close to zero percent yeah now the fed rate has nothing to do with the actual mortgage rate mm. but there were a lot of people out there reporting that oh everybody we cut the mortgage rate to zero percent you can get uh, a loan for zero percent and that was kind of going around social media and, and uh-huh. that was just not true so yeah. uh, there's a lot of rumors going out around there so I'm, i just kind of you know make sure you you're getting your information from professionals some people who actually work in the industry and uh and yeah, so that's yeah, that's just kind of where where I was at with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, 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 there does seem to be a lot of um, well, there's a lot of information, and I think what what's needed is for for context around that information. I think your, your advice there is exactly right. You know, go to, talk to an expert if you're considering a move in real estate. You're in Michigan. You know, talk to you. you know, talk to Robbie so that uh, Robert can just kind of um, set you straight and and better position you so you've got the right information available so you can make an educated, informed decision about uh, what it is that you do next. After all, it is a big decision, and you don't want to base that. That decision on a on a headline or a half baked story or a meme on on Facebook, you really want to right. um, be much more considered about it. And it only takes two seconds to either jump onto uh, your Instagram, for instance, and, and get an update as to what's going on, or uh, simply pick up the phone and uh, find out from the horse's mouth. Absolutely, and I feel like it's it's our job as real estate professionals to inform the public on what's going on and what rates are and what the market's looking like right now. Uh, there's a lot of agents that that you know they don't do that and i feel like that's with with the way the industry is changing we need to be the ones that you know they see all the time we need to pop up in their feed saying hey this is what rates are you know constantly be in front of the people and and uh yeah and and so tell me robbie when it comes to you you, you're very uh instagram is a is a medium that you've been using really successfully what what are some of the other things that are working in your real estate business for the benefit of the real estate agents that tune in and um uh what are some of the perhaps things that haven't worked that you've abandoned uh, to uh, deploy more resources to the things that do work. You know, I um, I'm a strong believer. I still believe in making cold calls, even though I don't make too many before. I don't like making cold calls. Um, so about a, about a year ago, I, I really I was following a couple different people that were doing um, a lot more social media than I was, and I uh, so I kind of wanted to go that route. So I've been doing the last year. I've been doing strictly social media. Obviously, you saw what I do on Instagram. I do a lot on Facebook, um, at LinkedIn a little bit. That I'm trying to break into that market a little bit more. But really, I strict I stick to Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. LinkedIn and then a little bit of Snapchat, uh, just kind of for that younger generation. And nice. uh, I've been I've been getting all of my leads from from all those platforms, and it's been it's been awesome. I haven't had to make a, a single cold call uh, in probably over eight months now. Oh, how good does that feel? Yeah. Oh, it feels amazing. It feels amazing. <laughs> and I have people coming to me all the time going, how do you, how are you doing it? How are you sustaining it? It's just I believe in making just kind of putting out quality content 
so that people can consume. Uh, doesn't always have to be about real estate. A lot of people want to see, you know, uh, just kind of a look into our lives as agents and, and what we do and how we work. Uh, so a, a lot of what I do is just kind of putting that content out there. I'm never ever salesy to people. I never push myself. I never try to say, oh, you need to use me for, you know, real estate. You need to do this. Uh, people, I just feel like people in this day and age are sick of being sold to. Yeah. And, you know, they, they don't want to see that anymore. They, they, they automatically have, you know, they look at us and we're salesmen and they automatically think of us uh, as you know have this negative uh, connotation of us in their mind thinking like oh they're a salesman they're you know they're sleazy they're I can't trust them so my whole idea behind it was just make out quality content I, I make fun of myself a lot in my a lot of my videos and uh, and just feel like you know they, they know me and they can trust me and, and when when that time does come where they want to buy or sell that I'm the one that they saw you know last and they call me so yeah. That's just kind of my philosophy on the whole thing. Well, I think I think people uh, definitely don't like the archetype of a real estate agent, but when they meet a human that happens to be a real estate agent that they like, all of a sudden they can quickly become a fan. And so uh, right. what, what you're doing there is that that's what you're breaking through. You're breaking through the archetype. You're becoming human. Uh, you're providing great advice. You're, you're lending value. And so ultimately you're giving people a reason to reach out to you because you know, you're that person uh, who's providing the, the great information, the excellent advice unconditionally. And so just a, Yep. Just imagine once you are engaged to the extent of the value that somebody can derive from somebody much like yourself that thinks that way. It's not even the information. It's just the way that you think when you want to give away what you've got to people for free so that they can use it. Well, ultimately, when they come to pay for service, well, guess who they're going to be attracted to? That guy that was happy to give it away for free. Yep. And, yep. and so, mate, do you, do you sit down with a, with a plan every week for that or is this something that happens quite organically for you or uh, is it in your quieter moments that you'll attend to it or do you get up in the morning and you, you have a program that you abide by? Yeah, so so it's kind of both actually. So we, uh, I have certain days that I do certain, you know, I guess uh, posts or videos on I, that I do like. Uh, so you have Monday a routine. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So every Monday I do like, like a Monday update, and then what I'll do at noon, I go live on Facebook. We do a, a professional live, kind of like almost a real estate show where I go on. I usually have a topic that I talk about, and then I'll answer questions live for the last 10 or 15 minutes of it, um, you know, just to my Facebook group and, and the local market around here. Uh, I do that every Monday, and then um, every – what do I do on uh, – I used to do, well, I used to be on Wednesdays, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sitting here talking to my, uh, my video guy. He's actually videoing this conversation that we're doing right now. So I, I, I pretty much employ a full-time video guy that follows me around quite a bit and just kind of anytime organically something comes up or I have an idea, I'm like, hey, let's record this and do it. That's so awesome. a lot of the stuff I do is just very organic and, and just kind of, kind of comes off the top of my head. And then anytime I have an idea and he's not around, I'll just write it down and, and remember to do it when I see him next. So <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, it's a little, over, it's a little after 7 a.m here at the moment so my video guy thinks nicely ensconced in the comfort of his bed um so um, <laughs> um but but uh, but i think that's truly the future you know i think uh, maybe say five years ago instead of getting somebody who's going to help you with your digital marketing you would have had uh, maybe a pa who'd help you with the buyer show throughs and i think agents around the world are increasingly acknowledging that it's the face-to-face -face, the, the the belly to belly contact that's actually the most valuable place for them to be and also being uh, the the purveyor of information being that source for 
for people, for locals in particular, that are thinking about transitioning in, in real estate. And you just can't project you, all of that out without having somebody with you who's implementing because uh, as salespeople, I, um, and this is certainly the case for me, it's really easy to get caught on the next sale or the next appointment or the next listing. And before you know it, you know, the, that post that you're working on or that video that you were uh, editing can uh, fall by the wayside and in, in two or three days' time be irrelevant. And so yep. all of that work is wasted. So to have somebody dedicated to executing on your digital, I think is something that uh, any agent that's either a high performer or aspiring to be really needs to consider in 2020. So that's a that's a that's going to be of great assistance to anybody listening, Robbie. Um, and so you, you've got the you've got a structure there. You say so you, you've working with uh, Facebook groups. So you've created a group which I, I guess is the go-to place for your people. So if they want to know exactly what's going on, they can they can delve deep into that. And um, and outside of that, you're um, distributing through the traditional channels, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, popping some stuff onto LinkedIn. I've um, kind of struggled with LinkedIn until this year, and um, and it's only probably since Christmas that I've um, uh, ramped up my my exposure on that. At uh, um, at Gary V's suggestion, ardent suggestion over recent months, I thought I'd better better heed heed that advice and and do something on there. It's um it's certainly a, a different dynamic. How do you adjust and and uh, contextualized content for the different platforms so yeah obviously um instagram is different than facebook is different than linkedin so um i that's linkedin is the one i struggle with the most with putting content on it because i really want it to be well thought out and actually something of value not that the other stuff isn't anything of value but uh, i just want it to be very very quality so i like it's more of a discerning audience isn't it Yes, yes. You, you, it's kind of like you don't want to be judged on LinkedIn because there's a lot of very influential people there. So, um, and so that's the one I struggle with. What I, what I like to do with LinkedIn actually, and it's not much. I, I feel like I'm never really going to get buyers or seller leads. Not that I can't, but, but what I think I look at LinkedIn for. And you, you have a lot of you, you have real estate agents that listen to this, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what I like to do with LinkedIn is, is kind of go out there and, and search after uh, referral partners, whether it's, um, you know, CPAs or divorce attorneys. And because you can, you can search and you can send them a message and connect with them easier than, you know, calling the office and trying to get through a gatekeeper and trying to, you know, get their attention. You can shoot them a, a direct message right on LinkedIn. And it's a, it's a professional platform that they really uh, appreciate and pay attention to. So that's mm. something that I've had success just kind of reaching out to, to, re- possible referral partners and trying to set up a coffee or a lunch to try to, you know, network and, and get business that way. I, I think that's a, a, that's an awesome point and I don't think enough real estate professionals are leveraging it. They might just be posting stuff on there hoping to attract in the same way as right. they would on um, Instagram or, or on Facebook, but there's that extra level of contact that's required, I think, with LinkedIn to accelerate or turbocharge its effectiveness and, and you just cut to the heart of it, make the contact uh, digitally and then seek to follow up either on the phone or in person and, and then get face-to-face with, with these people so that you can do develop a, a, a personal relationship or an interpersonal relationship that's more than just that superficial uh, professional relationship. Right, right. That's yep, awesome. Absolutely. What a great yep. key to unlocking the potential of LinkedIn for anybody that happens to be tuning in and, and grappling with it. Much as much as I have, I think, it, it is a, a very different beast uh, to the, the Instagrams and the Facebooks of this world. And, and which platform are you enjoying the most success on at the moment? You know, probably Instagram. Uh, I was really, I was actually late to the Instagram game. I, I probably only started it 
a year and a half, maybe two years ago. Yeah. Um, but when I started, because I was I was always against it for some reason. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to. I don't know what it was. I didn't want to get into it. I'm like, oh, it's just another thing I got to do. But but you know, it's crazy, and I actually like it more than everything else right now. And I, and I don't really know the reason why. Maybe just the way the engagement works on it. But um, I like that it's it's quality content. It's not just anything you you, you want to get. You know, some nice uh, nice pictures up there. So everything I do on there is edited and, and makes it look nice and pretty. And and so I guess I, I don't know. I I just like that and I like that uh, it's harder to get followers on on Instagram you know you really so have to work and, and, what's that it's so hard now five years ago it was, oh my it was... gosh it's so hard <laughs> I think and, and I think I like a challenge so that's why I enjoyed it so because it's just so hard to get followers I was similar in that. I missed the boat with Facebook. I didn't jump on there until a, a few years ago. Um, even personally, I just, uh, much like yourself, I, I wanted to pretend it was going to go away. And um, <laughs> and, then, and then when it wouldn't, um, and, and we, we, we had some, um, uh, some health problems in our family. We had to restructure our business, and it meant that I had to get out there and get active again. And, and the easiest way to make people aware that I was uh, active was via Facebook. So quickly had to uh, kind of get over whatever it was that was holding me back from that and, and get involved. But I feel like I missed the boat in terms of uh, developing more followers, perhaps I would have been a greater chance if I jumped on in 2012 and had 10,000 on there instead of maybe right. three and a half thousand. But but I think you know I, I think about this less in terms of followers now and really as uh, platforms to broadcast from, like almost like having a, a TV channel in your pocket. You know, uh, you, you've got uh, you know the, the four or five major TV stations and cable and all yep. of that type of thing, and and we've kind of got that sitting around in, in this little screen that uh, lives in our in our front pocket, um, and we've got that ability be able to broadcast out and um, share a little piece of uh, our world with the rest of it yeah absolutely it's crazy and um and so with uh, uh, so instagram's been your big thing just for for anybody that happens to be listening when uh, what was there a metric or was there uh, an extent where you were getting x amount of views per post and then that started to translate over a period of time to uh, that's when you hit, say, 300 or 500 views per post, you started to notice passive vendor inquiry or passive seller inquiry uh, coming your way, or was it more ad hoc than that? Was there a tipping you know, point? It wasn't, is it, wasn't really, it, it wasn't really the amount of views, and, and maybe there is something to that. I really haven't tracked that. What, what I found that it was was just consistency over time right. uh, with, with posts. Mm -hmm. um, when I, when I got serious and said, hey, I'm going to make a post Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, and then and then kind of incorporate the you know, Instagram stories and the Facebook stories with it, um, that's when it when I really started to see a difference. Um, before, it was just kind of like, and I would say the biggest issue with why a lot of agents don't use um, social media is because they, you know, they make one post today and then they might make another post next week and they never get anything from it. So they just go, oh, that was a waste of time. Yeah. When it's really, it's consistency over over time and patience, um, you will see you will see a hundred percent return on that because it is. I'm telling you, when when you when you stay consistent with, and you're going to get times where you post something and nobody likes it, nobody comments, nobody shares, and you just can't get down on yourself. You just got to go. Okay, well, next maybe I got to make something better and and just stick to a plan. Stick to stick to that consistency. I'm going to make a post every single day at this time, and I don't care what people think or what people say, uh, but I'm just going to do it. And, and over time, you will see the the results from that. It's the real contrast between the instant gratification and, and the delayed gratification. And if you if you surrender yourself to not needing the instant gratification and you persist, then you know the delayed gratification is more than worth it, isn't it? Oh my God, yes, one hundred percent. There was times I wanted to quit. I'm like, I'm wasting money on videos. I'm wasting money, uh, just time doing this. Is it? 
is this really going to get me any leads? And, and, and finally, it, you know, I got that first lead that came in uh, on, a, on Facebook Messenger, actually. And it was somebody that, hey, we've been watching your stuff. We love what you do. And, and you know, we've got a house that we're going to sell in the next couple of weeks. Would you mind coming to take a look at it? Uh-huh. And it was, oh, my God, it was, I wanted to cry. It was, it was incredible. <laughs> so, yeah, it was. So, and, and the nice part about that, too, is, is when they do that, it's almost like somebody's referring you to yes. business. Because when I go there, I'm not fighting with other agents. They've already seen me. They trust me. They, you know, they know who I am. They know what I do. And, and it was it was just really relaxed. It wasn't like I had to I didn't have to pitch them on why they needed to choose me because they already knew. So I, it, was, it was really nice. I love that. I love that story as well. Um, the uh, As you were saying that, I was thinking back to the first time that it happened to me as well. And it is it's emotional because you're doing it not really necessarily knowing that something's going to come at the end of it. And then when it does and, and, and it right. does and it starts with a trickle and then it becomes a flow, doesn't it? Yep, absolutely. Then it was just kind of one after another, and I was like, "Man, this is—it's it, just—it's such a good feeling knowing that it works," you know. Well, you're definitely an innovator when it comes to the personal branding and the marketing, and when it comes to the property marketing, are you also uh, deploying video in that context as well? Are you using video to promote properties for sale? Uh, is that type of—is uh, that something that's resonating in your in your marketplace, or something you've kept away from for a reason? You know, um, yes. So I, every every house that I list, it gets professional photography, professional videography. We do a walkthrough tour. Um, sometimes we do an interview. Uh, we we've, we've done other type. What's that? Uh, an interview with the owners. Yeah, sometimes yeah. I'll do an interview with the owner. Just a quick little, hey, what do you like about the property? You know, you've been here for so long. Uh, you know, what are some things that stood out to you when you bought the property? Just kind of, you know, so little things like that. Just little, little, usually five to ten minute interview. Um, we'll do something like that. But uh, I used to be, I used to be totally, when I first started in real estate, I was totally against professional photography, mm. professional anything. I'm like, oh, I can, you know, I have an iPhone. I'll, I'll just go take it. I've got an app that can, that can edit it. And, um and I, I couldn't have been any any more wrong. It was it was uh, now that I it's just so much easier now. You get a you get a listing. Hey, I, I work really close with a, with a media company here in town that they do an awesome job. So anytime I get a listing, it's hey, this is the address. Go shoot it. Shoot me this. Give me this. And then uh, the video guy goes out. They both they're a team, so they both go out. They knock it out, and it's uh, it's really great. And we'll post that on all social media platforms. And and that's something too that I, I give to you know I can show to the sellers like hey. I focus all this uh, all this time and effort on social media, so I can build, I can expose your home to more potential buyers. I mean, mm. it's it's you know, it's it's something. Yeah, we can put in the MLS, and they're and they're going to see it. Or, you know, the other agents are going to see it. But obviously, the person with the most exposure and the house with the most exposure is going to get more offers. I mean, it's just a it's just a numbers thing, you know. And so, and I, I would I would gather that as you're talking to home sellers, that especially those that have come to you through social media, they already understand that principle, don't they? So they're already oh, yeah. on board. It's not that you've got to sell them on it because they're, they're seeing it work in real time. It's why they picked up the phone and called you or sent you a message in the first place to come around because they've seen this profile. They've seen how you're working with other properties. They've seen the professional photography. They love how you're presenting the videos. They might even know one of the people, one of your home sellers that you've interviewed. And uh, so, oh, I haven't spoken to John about his home sale, but he looks pretty happy with that agent, and 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 I love that content. Maybe that's what I need for my home sale. So half that, um, half the sale or half the, the the listing essentially presentation is done before you even get there. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Fantastic. It's, it's, it's been crazy, yeah. And it's and, and honestly, I, I I really don't know. I mean, I've, I look because I'm looking at the MLS every single day, and I see so many homes that are listed without professional photos, and it's just like I cannot believe some of these agents that are just. And I'm not you know telling anybody that they're wrong, but it's just like you're doing a disservice to the home right now. I mean, you're not. Are, are you really marketing the home to your best ability when you're doing that? So I don't know. I go I go I go crazy sometimes about it, and and I, I get it because I was that guy at one point. Yeah, yeah. Man, you, you know when you when you uh, when you turn the page and you go and you do that professional stuff, it, it makes such a difference. I feel like. Yeah, so. I, I, I think so. We made the the move um, about oh, fifteen or so years ago, and I, and I think Australia was right out there um, in front of that. Um, especially as the internet um, started to grow as the first point of reference for people, and agents were very quick to to migrate over to professional photography, but less so with video, less confidence with video, and so even now it'd be, be a very small proportion of agents in our marketplace that would. Um, Use uh, video to promote property and themselves. So, um, so, so in your marketplace, so, so in our marketplace, we have what's called VPA or vendor paid advertising. This is a, a per diem, a, a budget that's set aside by the home seller, um, and that can range anywhere between fifteen hundred and and uh, say in in my marketplace up to three thousand dollars. As you go to million dollar home pluses, it's representing normally about one percent of the home seller's uh, likely sale price. Uh, so it starts from ten thousand dollars and kicks off from there. Um, is uh, uh, advertising paid by the vendor? Uh, is it paid up front or is this something that comes out of your fee? Uh, how does that work in your market? The, the, so in our market, the agent pays for all the advertising. Wow, so the it's a big personal is... investment you're making here in, in your oh, property yeah, marketing. Right. Yep, 100%. Like, I can it's, understand it's more very, hesitations. It's very uncommon. I know some agents that ask sellers to pay for that, but it's, I would say it's very uncommon for a seller to pay for any, any sort of advertising here. Right. Okay. So you're you're making this investment as part of your overall personal branding as much as anything, and and of course the the rub off there, and what you're hoping for is that, uh, and and what's actually happening now is that by better promoting these properties, you're selling them sooner, so making your lead time and turnaround time much less, and and then you're using uh, essentially your presence in the marketplace, your beautiful digital presence as um, as a beacon for potential home sellers to be attracted to. Is is that? If I was to summarise the strategy, is that how it's looking for you? Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and just and just giving a good service to the client, you know. Well, that, that's even less of an excuse now for real estate agents in Australia and other, other markets like our own where the vendor is uh, substantially paying for the marketing. And so for, um, for those agents in, in our marketplaces that aren't doing half of what you're doing and they're getting it paid by the vendor, I think you're serving as a fantastic example to not just agents in our country but around the world as to uh, the benefits of better presenting property and the natural rub-off that is on your personal brand. I appreciate that. Thank you. Mate, um, well, I, I thank you very much for your time uh, this morning here. And uh, what, what time is it over there at the moment? We are, what time is it? Six, six o'clock. It's 6 p.m. here. 6 p.m. And, and what does an evening yep. look like in, in real estate for you, Robert? Uh, depends on the day. It's pretty much different every day. If I have some appointments, usually that's when I try to schedule uh, my appointments is, is between about 4 p.m. and maybe 7 p.m. Um, I try to do all the social media stuff in the morning, all the videos in the morning, and then uh, and then any type of any type of showing or appointments that I have, I, I schedule in the in the evening, so or late afternoon to evening, so. 
Fantastic. Well, Rob, Robert, thank you so much for the time that you spent in talking to me and the audience here. I think there's some fantastic takeaways from your, your LinkedIn strategy and, and, and your methodology to your personal branding. I think it's a, there's a lot there that other agents can learn from. And once again, if they do want to check you out and find out more about uh, what you're doing, um, uh, how can uh, either agents that are looking to up their game or home sellers that are looking to get a great price in your marketplace, how can they reach out to you, Robert? Yeah, the best way is Instagram. Like I said, that's the platform I probably enjoy the most. So Instagram and the, and the handle is at Robert underscore Kabaz. Fantastic, mate. Oh, everybody jump on Instagram. See what Rob's doing over there. It's fantastic. If you're a home seller anywhere in that part of the world, simply you couldn't speak to anybody better. And, uh, and naturally, if you're a real estate agent uh, looking to, uh, as I said before, up your game, um, lift your standards and to uh, execute at a higher level, uh, then uh, Robbie's a fantastic example of that. Uh, so certainly reach out, get in touch. I'm sure you wouldn't mind sharing more of these thoughts in depth with other agents around the world if they were to reach out. Absolutely, absolutely. I actually love when agents reach out. That's fantastic. Well, thanks so much yep. again, and uh, we'll look forward to having you back sometime soon. Thank you, Dave. I really appreciate it, man. That's awesome. Thanks, heaps. The Property Pulse podcast is designed for anybody who's dealing in real estate, whether you're buying or selling, expanding upon your portfolio, or perhaps you're a real estate agent and you're just looking for helpful hints and tips that will accelerate your success in real estate. Well, I hope you found a home on the podcast. And if you have, please subscribe to stay tuned to all new episodes as they become available. 